Welcome back to the Unimposters Podcast. I'm Damien. And I'm Andy. And uh, we are here as the unimposing, unimpeachable, burnt umber painting, underwater basket weaving, umbro remembering duo working to help church be far more approachable and giving permission for the Bible to be far more questionable. Speaking of things that are questionable, <laughs> that intro. And <laughs> come on, man. Like, I'd actually write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. That was a long intro. Can you imagine if we said that every time? That's that's what that skip 30 seconds button is for. It really is. We want to make it a full 30 seconds so they can get straight to the stuff that actually matters. <laughs> um, speaking of actually matters, we are here to talk about the fall part two in the middle. Part three. Like, like it was like it was like part two where we talked about the second part of the fall and we like we bridged over this part because this part's so important. It's like a flashback after part two as part three. It's like a flash flood. It's flash flood of sin. Now speaking of flash floods, the flood. <laughs> it is the flood brought to you by everyone d- <laughs> except Noah. <laughs> oh man, it's so sad. All right, so what we're going to do is because this one spans so much text of the Bible, we are actually going to summarize. Read it for you. Oh no. <laughs> so today we're going to read it for you. It's going to be Genesis five, Genesis six, Genesis seven, Genesis eight, Genesis nine, and Genesis ten. That's that's a lot of Bible. I don't, we don't have enough time, uh, like you know, for the podcast to for us to do like podcast talking stuff. If we're like spend the whole time reading. Oh, that's true. Can we can we summarize? I guess we could summarize. All right. So, so in the beginning. No wait. That's, that's a couple too far back. Too far back. Too far back. All right. So where where do we start eating this elephant from? From the beginning. Oh man. The elephant's face. <laughs> so in chapter six, chapter five is getting you from Adam and his family to Noah, and so it's another genealogy. It is, believe it or not, kind of interesting if you look into it enough, but we're not looking into it that much right here. Chapter 6 basically says everybody was bad all the time. The sons of God took the daughters of men for wives, which is weird, whatever that means. Uh, The Nephilim were on the earth in those times, whatever that means. Um, What is a Nephilim? Is that... Wait, wait, Nephilim. That was a, that was the, that, that was the, um, the, the guy on Sesame Street who, um, he was always palling around with Big Bird, like the big fluffy guy. Is that, am I thinking like, I'm, no, Heffalump. What's a Heffalump? No, that, that's from, that's from Winnie the Pooh. And they're like, so the Heffalumps were on the earth. No, no, no. What is no. a, is a Nephilim like a Heffalump? Probably not. Okay. Did they even find out what a Heffalump was in Winnie the Pooh? I don't know. Oh man. Winnie the Pooh is a bit before my time. Look, 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 okay, like, you already called me old off of the, off of the outlaw with Lorenzo Lamas thing, and I, I went actually checked in with everybody who's, like, around my age, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, outlaw with Lorenzo Lamas. Like, see, I was cool in the 90s. I know, my grandpa told me, he said, you asked him. <laughs> we're talking about the Nephilim. Oh, right, the Nephilim. Actually, we're going to talk about not the Nephilim. We're, we're not going to talk we, about the Nephilim. We actually committed last time to make a specific sound where we said, what's the Nephilim? I don't know. There we go. <laughs> promise, promise delivered. Possibly some kind of angel. Possibly... Uh, we're, we're not going to go into all the options. Yes. Although they're, they're, they're interesting in the sort of like, what did Jesus do when he was a child kind of question is interesting. Where yes. It's interesting. Does it matter? Not even a little bit. No. But it's interesting. Yes, it is very interesting. Anyway... So after all that non sequitur at the beginning of chapter six, like multiple non sequitur verses, you get to 
The Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved to his heart. And so he said, I will blot out mankind from the face of the earth. Which is, you know, kind of a big deal. Yeah. Uh, by the um, way, if you're getting like a little bit of like conversational noise coming in here, that you, because we record this in a church, every now and then there's like other people in the church, humans, and so like they they see each other, they're really excited, and so like that's just that's that's just gonna happen. We try to get rid of all enjoyment and happiness in church, but sometimes when <laughs> we're in here, other people <laughs> break the rules. Man. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of, of, I don't know, I, I'm not even going to try to segue that one. Joyless. Speaking of joyless times. Speaking of joyless, the whole earth. <laughs> so God is going to destroy the whole earth with a flood, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. So he, God comes to Noah and says, hey, I'm about to destroy the whole earth in a flood. We're now into chapter seven. You should make an ark, i.e. a big boat, and you should put your family and all the animals in it. That way, when I destroy the whole earth in a flood... Your family and all the animals will not die. So Noah does it. And then the flood happens. And everything you'd expect would happen with the flood happens. Things They're got wet. Floating. Things now we're into chapter wet. eight. They're still floating in the boat on the flood. The waters go down. Noah sends out three birds to be like, Bird, go fly. <laughs> and when the bird comes back, he's like, hmm. Must not be any land for him to land on. That's why he came back. And so he does this several times until the bird just leaves and he's like, peace out, Noah. And at that point, he's like, oh, there must be land so we can come out now. And then Noah makes a sacrifice to God. God says, I will never again curse the ground on account of man. Basically, God says, okay, I'm not going to do that again. Uh, now we're into chapter nine. That's where the rainbow comes from. God's promise to not destroy the whole earth again. And... We'll skip the very uncomfortable part after that. <laughs> All right, cool. So that is uh, that is the um, the fall part two, the the flashback. I mean, the flash flood, the flashback, and the flash flood. That is definitely going to be the title. The for flash fall. The flash. Ooh, dude, flash fall sounds like a sounds like a like an emo rock band like album title. Flash fall. Hmm. All right. So so anyway. <laughs> So we, we, we go through that, that whole story, and again, like the, what, what's happening here in the fall is man has a job, and man is not doing his job. He's not doing his job at all. He's making, making doing his job very difficult on the rest of his existence because he's not doing his thing. And so God removes his ability to do his job. He actually removes everybody's ability to do their job except for one family. He basically did like a factory reset. By remove his ability, you mean kill everyone? Yes, I, you, I, you, oh, yes, you yes. are unable to do your job if you can't wake up in the morning. That is true. Yes. I, yes, this is definitely a God turns it off and on again kind of moment <laughs> yes. for everything, all of creation. Reinstall the software. Yes. <laughs> I, I think it's funny, like uh, the, the pedantic silliness that happens <laughs> like when, when someone's like, he destroyed the earth. He didn't destroy the earth. He just destroyed all the life. On the earth. All the people and the animals and everything. <laughs> no, the earth is just fine. The big rocks still hurtling through the earth. The, the people didn't do real well after this whole thing, and a lot of the animals didn't do well either. Yeah, but, if, some, if someone says that to you, you're like, good point, moving on. Yeah, yes, okay, so, so in any case, uh, he, uh, he destroyed all of the life that was there, and it was because, and this is the specific words that are there, he regretted making man. Yes. Wow. That's fun. 
So before we move on, I have to ask, how big a discussion is it to dive into the question of did God, like what does it mean that God regretted making man? It is a very big discussion. Would it would it be worth like its own like episode someday in the future? Yeah, like we'd we'd need at least one episode just for that. Because you get into but if God's perfect, like is he unchanging? And how do you regret something? And did he make a mistake? And like is he regretting it because he made a mistake? And but I thought God was perfect. And like it gets into so many incredibly complicated things that even just starting the conversation would require its own its own episode. Yeah, and and even like uh, as opposed to some of like the the nuanced ideas that come up with the questions that we have in the Bible, this one actually matters because it deals with it deals directly with the character of who God is, with the truth about who He is, and we we need that to move forward. And it is something that, in my opinion, needs to be asked and needs to be asked well and approached confidently that truth can be ascertained. Yeah. And we one thing we've done a really bad job of in the church is when you have these really big questions that fundamentally challenge like you said who is God, which is like like we said last time like the entire point of this part of the Bible is to say what kind of a guy is God. Like and this is challenging that this is saying wait a second, what kind of a guy is God? And we've done a really bad job of just trying to give you like an answer real fast so you don't feel bad. Like, and some of these things, there is no quick answer that'll just make everything okay. Like it, it really does take sitting there and worrying and saying, but what if, and then reading, you know, 300 pages of the Bible and dealing with stuff and then thinking about it some more. And like, it, it's really hard and it's supposed to be really hard and that's okay. Yeah. I think probably the, the, the biggest thing that we need to go into this confidently with is that if God is as big, as strong, infallible, and great, and perfect as he says that he is, as we believe that he is, then his reality and his, uh, the, the, the veracity of who he is, is is going to survive a couple of questions. If God cannot survive a question, we need to stop believing in him. Yes. It's like we need to put him in the same arena as the tooth fairy and the Easter bunny and Santa Claus because my kids ask great questions about the tooth fairy. Uh, I, I got, actually got pretty roasted pretty hard on the tooth fairy, if I, if I can digress for just a moment. We're sitting at the, at the table one day, and you know, you know, whenever you're out at a store someplace and you know, the kids want to buy something, you say, oh, so we, don't, we don't have money for that came back to bite me right in my hind parts <laughs> because my son looked at me and said, I'm pretty sure that you're the tooth fairy. And his younger brother, like around three bites of a bagel says, he can't be the tooth fairy. He doesn't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dang. But, but see, like, the mind of a six-year-old, although he was seven at the time, the mind of a seven-year-old was able to grasp the logical fallacy of the things that were there. And that's, the tooth fairy is, is, is dying a slow death of their brilliant minds. Yeah. And so, you know, like, they, they know. They keep up the pretense because they're trying to preserve our gentle feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's a problem that we have with God, with, with, with a, a thing that we come across in the Bible, and it's there, it's written down, and we say that we were given this Bible from him, if the thing that he says about himself gives us a problem, 
we need to ask a question, and if he can't to the survive, of it. yeah, and if he can't survive the questioning, then we need to stop everything we're doing and turn this building into a big old hotel or something because it needs to stop being used to lie to people about a god. Yeah, so. yeah. Like the the example I always give is like scientists don't try to stop people from testing gravity. Like they're, they're not like, you can't do that. No, 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 don't drop that. Don't drop that. Like, no, no one is doing that because they're confident that what they're talking about is reality. And so they welcome you to test it as much as you want because they know that their, their, their trust in gravity is going to be proved right. And like, we should have that same attitude. We are claiming that we have a God that is just as real, more real than gravity and exactly what you said, right? Like if we have these questions and God really is real, Ask the questions. Like, get to the bottom of this. Yeah. So, okay. So, sometime soon, we will we will dig into the idea of God regretting making mankind. But it is definitely its own thirty minute long discussion. It's going to need a lot of unpacking, and it's not it's not going to require spinning. It's going to require a lot of approach and just saying, okay, what does this mean? How do we approach it? Like, just the beginning of that conversation is just going to be its own 15-minute segment. And then after that, you're like, hey, release the next one. I need to know what you guys actually think about this. <laughs> uh, so so in any case, yeah. So that's that's a big question that comes up, though, is like God regretted what happened with mankind and had to like say like, okay, new game and start, a, you know, start like a new game with different characters that were there, all based off of one family. And it's very clear in the text. I'm, I'm cheating a little bit, but it's very clear in the text that that is what's going on. So this is hard to see in English Bibles. But like the language that's used is why, why are there... One question about the flood is like, why is there water coming up from the ground and down from the sky? Well, one reason is because you look at what happened in Genesis 1 in creation when the waters were separated and dry land appeared. Well, now the waters are being unseparated and coming back together. Like there's, <laughs> there's a bunch of those things in the Noah story, if you read the details, that creation is being uncreated like mm -hmm. they down to the point where in hebrew you use the same words that god used to create the world except they're backwards because he's uncreating the world wow and it's like it's very clear like poetically that what they're doing is they're saying this is uncreating and then he's making a new creation and then what do you get at the end you get one family so just like back at the beginning when everyone comes from adam and eve so we really should we're in, in a big, in a major sense, we're all the same family, so we should be treating each other that way. It's like you get the exact same thing after the flood, where now there's again one family that everybody comes from. You get the exact same, be fruitful, multiply. Like you get that command again, because it really is God just like starting over. Yeah, there's a hundred different views on like what the what the flood would actually have looked like. You're talking about like like uncreating the the waters, so the uh, uncreating the worlds, so that the waters all came back together after they were separated. I saw one. It was. Uh, Man, I don't even I don't even remember who put it out there, but they they put a theory out there that instead of Pangaea slowly making its way around the world and like creating all the continents, that everything slipped instantly all at once, and that all of the continental drift happened all all at the same time. And like if that happened, then yes, water would slosh hard across the planet. Which I can't. I don't. I don't know. Like I don't have enough like geologist understanding to know like how hard a stretch that is but 
it definitely makes me want to see like a playback movie of that because like the what what it suggest what that would suggest happened is like massive walls of water all over the place uh, with with the with the flooding and things and they they explained a couple of things like saying well then that's why you find X Y and Z places which is mostly bad science but it was it was fascinating Usually. to watch these theories abound. There's another theory I saw happen, which was like someone tried to like, you know, because like part of the thing we, we summarized real hard were the people that came before Noah, like all of his like parents. Yeah. You know, it, it actually touched on this in the movie Noah. Oh, gosh. Which, okay, okay, like, again, it was super loosely based on the Bible story. And when I say loosely, I mean, it's like it had the same firm grip. Yeah, the same firm grip on the actual story that a stick of butter would have on a newly baked biscuit. Okay, like loose. Okay, but it like it had Methuselah, who was like you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old. And someone once theorized, hey, if someone lived to be nine hundred years old, and the the cartilage in your nose and your ears never stops growing, maybe that's where we get all these like these goofy looking like missing link skeletons from. Is actually the patriarchs because like like they just had gigantic gigantic ears and noses but again you know it's just like people saying like hey what if this and then they go off and do sciencey things that they don't write about or like they don't write about people reading it i'm going to for i'm going to like force my three-step process in here not because the three-step process is always working but because i, I don't know i'm trying to make it a thing yeah the, so i think we've already sort of covered the sort of one two sentence one to two sentence summary of what's going on here right like yeah. People are bad. Big flood. Control now there's just Noah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pick up the rest of the three steps of looking at the flood myth next time on the Unimposters podcast. That'll include talking about other cultures' flood myths and taking a look at con- comparing and contrasting what one person says versus another person and what that implies about the Christian God as we investigate his character through the stories that he tells and the implication of what it is that he said that he has done. So we'll come back here next time on the Unimposters Podcast. Talk with you soon.